a blessing to begin this um, visitation, we might say, of a friend of the church, a friend of ours, a friend of uh, the Lord's, a friend of the Eucharist, blessed Carlo Acutis, uh, who's only, he's the only relic not here. We kind of had to, you know, you got to like <laughs> bring him in in a solemn way. So everybody else, uh, all the other relics are uh, present already. And um, following Mass at six o'clock, we'll have a presentation of the relics um, and then following, the, uh, and then a little talk about them. Uh, it's so fascinating. Number one, I always think that anytime uh, something's difficult for us, it might just mean it's the really important for us, you know. So we have today's reading about subordination and husbands and wives, and uh, people can really get rattled by this. I think it's really helpful. It's like a really blessed opportunity to look at the gift it is to be a part of the church. And today's whole reading, number one, you got to read the whole reading, the from St. Paul to the Ephesians, the whole reading, it's like couldn't be more perfectly placed. Well, you could maybe a couple other passages would be, really be good, but it's like perfect for a relics exhibit. Why is it that we have this practice. No one hates his own flesh, but rather nourishes it and cherishes it, even as Christ does the church. The recognition that our flesh is the place in which the divine being chose to dwell. The Trinity lives in you, Right? You can't put divine and human together. Like before the incarnation, this was like not possible. Right? It was always wanted to be attained, but the idea that somehow is, is like super scandalous. And yet, we, through the gift of our baptisms, right? The reason that the baptismal candle is lit here is a reminder to us that all of this is only possible because of our baptisms. Right? And yet, so here we are, this gift that we discover that God loves us so much that he would come and reside and live and move and he would become one with us. He would draw us into his life. And in drawing us into his life, he didn't make us angels. Right? When he was like, I'm going to do something really amazing. He's like, he didn't decide he was going to make people angels. Which, you know, I mean, maybe he could have, I don't know. Or he could have chosen to have us be spirits the rest of our, just our souls went on forever. I mean, he could have done anything. I don't know. Maybe I'll get up and they'll be like, what are you telling people heresy for? Oh, maybe he couldn't do that. But I think he could have. He could have just said, I'm going to have peoples and then I'm going to save you. I'm going to bring you to heaven. But when you get to heaven, you're just going to be more like the angels and you're just going to be souls. No. He wants all of us. That means your body. Because there's no person that isn't soul and body. It is the body that allows the soul to be animated. It is the body that allows the expression of the personality. It is the body that receives the persons of God who dwell within us. And it is the body that is capable of bringing God into this world again today through the ways in which we live and move and have our beings. St. Paul said, it is not I who live, it's he who lives in me. Well, if Jesus Christ is living in you, 
Your body is important. Your flesh is something to care for, to nourish, to cherish. And so are others. Whether in the lowest of the low or the highest of the high, whether possessing great things or no things, whether living in slums in some place we never know or living in great kingdoms, other people have dignity that then we are called to recognize. And marriage is this beautiful place, this beautiful sacrament, this institution that God most wanted to use to help understand Christ and the church. Right? Christ was subordinate to the Father, wasn't he? Right? It's only in an abuse and in a sinful way of looking at all of this that we see subordination in such a difficult way and that we see it as a bad thing. But the truth of the matter is, we are all subordinate to his love. We are all in need of saying, ah, whatever you'll give, I'll take. Right? And the give and take, if you follow the whole reading, is from husband to wife and wife to husband as co-partners in all of this. The other dynamic that I love about the readings today is the readings are kind of connected to the saints too, is we need the church. Because the only way I can preach this way and be confident that I, that, I mean, different times and different places and different groups all say different things about this. But what do we have the confidence of? We have the church that helps us understand. It isn't an interpretation of sacred scripture outside of the sacred tradition and the sacred magisterium. So we have a tripod that we can stand confidently on. And we can say, don't worry, this is misunderstanding, right? And we can go and we can look, be like, I don't see any dogmatic, yep, all of the councils, I'm looking at them, and nowhere does it say that, uh, you know, husbands, you're better than your wives. Right? You can go look at all of the different pronouncements of the poem, right? And so we have this great gift of the church. And we couldn't be here today with these relics without the church. Right? Have you ever uh, known someone that you thought was like, really holy and then you got to really know them I mean you never know this is what it means to be canonized is we we know that the church being guided by the holy spirit is entrusted with ensuring that they really are worth emulation that it's not make-believe, that it's not duplicitous. The rest of us can be duplicitous, right? You, anytime anybody says, oh, you Christians are all, say you're this and then you're that, and like, yup, we are. But we do have a group of people that figured it out before they got done. They're called the saints. <laughs> right? The rest of us, we're trying to get there. We want to get there, right? And so the great gift of the church helps us know these ones are worth emulation. These ones are lived in this world in such a way that if you follow them, you'll find you're actually following Jesus. This is the incarnation. When we follow them, we're really following Jesus. Because he lives and moves and breathes within them, within you. And so in the great gift of marriage, for husband to follow Christ, he loves his wife. And for wife to love Christ, 
She loves her husband. And love isn't something that's domineering or takes a power position or says, I got everything, let me give it to you. Love is to lay one's life down for a friend. And these saints have laid their lives down in different ways through different ages at different times in the history of the church that the people of their time might discover friendship with them and ultimately Jesus. What an incredible gift it is that after our lives are over, Jesus can still do something with us. Might we experience that God cherishes us? Might you know the tenderness that the Father has for you, that he created you specifically, uniquely, and particularly, exactly as you are. He gave you a personality, temperament, gifts, charisms. And he desires that those might be given to the world. And in giving those to the world, the world might discover that there is something happening in this world that is divine. Who would have ever imagined that God would become one of us? And when he did, he took on flesh. And so, our bodies matter. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. St. John Vianney, pray for us. St. Therese of Lisieux, all saints of God and all holy women and men of God.